Matilda, Duchess of Hadshire, knew she was losing her looks, but did not greatly care. So deep was her misery. Her dislike of her husband had turned into hatred, a hatred that ate into her very soul. The Duke was a great collector, and he had collected Matilda much in the same way as he collected various fine and rare objets d'art. She had been, until lately, as pretty as a piece of Dresden, with white fair hair and large blue eyes, a trim figure and a faultless dress sense. For a while she had been comforted by the friendship of Annabel and Emma, both unhappily married as well. But Emma had married the Comte Saint-Just after the death of her husband, and Annabel the Earl of Darkwood after the death of her husband. Both were now blissfully happy, and Matilda felt cast out into a sort of outer darkness. All the winter long she had been incarcerated in the Duke's stately home in the centre of Hadshire, a small county that bordered on Gloucestershire. Ramillies Palace was a huge building, built by the third Duke to celebrate his success at that famous battle against the French in 1706. The month was May, and the Duchess was walking aimlessly through the formal gardens. Sunlight was glittering on flowers and trees after a recent shower. Blossoms drifted around her on the lightest of winds, and on a branch high above her head, a thrush sang out an anthem to the glory of the morning. None of this beauty penetrated the blackness of Matilda's soul. The Duke had lost interest in her shortly after their marriage, having found fatal flaws in this beauty he had made his duchess. Despite her delicate and fragile appearance, Matilda had a tough, almost masculine mind, and a deep voice and forthright manner. He had never had any romantic feelings toward her, and such sexual ones as he had felt for her had quickly died. But he was or had been proud of her appearance. Now that misery had dimmed her beauty, he looked at her as if she offended his very soul. Objets d'art that had cracked or been found to be fakes were relegated to the attics, or smashed. The Duke often looked as if he would like to smash his wife. Had he ignored her very existence, then life would have been tolerable, Ramillies Palace was enormous enough for a couple not to see each other from one week's end to the next. But the Duke knew his presence gave his wife pain, and so he kept her close. He slept late, and Matilda had come to enjoy the freedom of the mornings. Not that she particularly needed to be out this morning, for the Duke had surprised her by leaving for London and taking his brutish valet, his constant shadow Rougemont, with him. He had now been gone for three weeks, and had not written to tell her when he meant to return. But as she approached the great house, she feared a trick, and that he might be there waiting for her. She had no friends in the county, the Duke having choked off any calls. She had learned not to become too friendly with the tenants, for the Duke would find out and punish them by raising their rents. There were no servants in the huge staff who would dare to show her any warmth or interest. They had all been hand-picked by the Duke, even her own lady's maid. And they watched her. They watched her constantly, for the Duke encouraged them all to spy on his wife. She remembered the time on one of her walks when she had come across a small child who had fallen out of a tree. She had carried the child home and had been entertained by the grateful parents. The warmth of human company had been so wonderful she had forgotten for the moment about her husband. She learned that the next day the family had been evicted from their cottage. Matilda had rebelled. She had taken a small piece of jewellery that was her very own to the nearest town and sold it, tracked the family down to the workhouse and given them a substantial sum of money. 
Of course, the Duke learned of it and she was kept locked in her room and half-starved for a month. But the family had escaped, of that she was sure, for she had urged them to leave the county as soon as possible. Since then, she had not found the courage to make a stand on anything. Although her husband had been absent for three weeks, Matilda was always conscious of the watching servants. She made her way to the breakfast room. The sideboard was groaning with dishes as usual, just as if there were an army of guests instead of one miserable and lonely duchess. She tried to eat, but the food seemed to choke her. Her gowns were beginning to hang on her now spare figure. After breakfast, she went up to her room and sat wearily down at the toilet table to brush her hair, but her new lady's maid Betty appeared and silently took the brush from her and began to brush her mistress's now lank hair. Then Matilda saw a small nosegay of flowers on the toilet table and reached out a wondering hand to touch them.